Who is Cliff Kingsbury's legitimate competition for coach of the year? And should the Arizona Cardinals bring back their running back, James Conner? Sounds like he wants to be back in the desert for another season. And J.J. Watt, could he realistically come back and play for the Arizona Cardinals this season? GM Steve Keim may have alluded to that recently. We'll get into it. It's on this edition of Locked on Cardinals. It's Bo. It's Alex. Are Locked On Cardinals, your daily Arizona Cardinals podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Another day, another episode, Locked On Cardinals, another big time college football program coaching vacancy. Could Cliff Kingsbury be tied to this one? I don't know, stay away from the Cardinals head coach. I think he's uh he's here to stay. He's here to, you know, hang out in his bachelor part pad in Paradise Valley and focus on the best team in the NFL at nine and two, the Arizona Cardinals. It's Bo Brock. Follow me on Twitter at Bob Brack. Follow my co-host Alex Clancy at Clancy's Corner. Of course, follow the podcast at Clancy's Corner. The Lockdown Podcast Network has spoken, and the Arizona Cardinals were idle for a week. Did they move? In the power rankings, we'll get into that discussion. Plus, GM Steve Kine was talking about J.J. Watt. Is was it his prized offseason signing? I think you know you and I were on the on the board as far as Rodney Hudson being the most uh, the best offseason signing, but J.J. Watt up there as well. Yeah, I mean, I feel like if we're going to do a power rankings of offseason moves. Uh, Rodney Hudson and Colt McCoy are tied for first. I mean, Rodney Hudson's Ooh. probably, well, no, Rodney Hudson's probably first. James Connor is one a and Colt McCoy gets the silver medal, you know, like yeah. you're, you're grouping three guys on two Olympic platforms. And then you probably put JJ Watt and AJ green in the bronze spot. Cause AJ green has popped enough. JJ Watt hasn't done a whole lot numbers wise, but you know, we talked, Myriad times of what he does for the locker room. He's JJ, JJ flipping Watt. Okay. Mm-hmm. He does enough. He doesn't have to put up sack numbers like he once did. So I feel like that's a pretty accurate hierarchy of offseason signings, right? And trades. Yeah. And I was thinking about this and not to like bring the the vibe down at all, but can you think about what were the worst moves? And, I, and a couple moves like stand out to me. Malcolm Butler obviously didn't even like suit up for this team. And I think the writing is officially on the wall. You can, it, it could still be speculative, but. Maybe he wasn't going to crack the rotation, and maybe that's why he hung him up uh, before the season began. And then you look at the first-round pick so far, you haven't seen a, that much of an impact from Zayvon Collins. But outside of that, you know, the offseason, Steve Keim was like Tony Gwynn as far as his batting average. It was way up there uh, as far as what, you know, what he took swings at and what he hit. Well, I mean, re-signing Kelvin Beecham, I think he did that this offseason. It was that two-year deal last offseason. I can't remember. And having Marcus Golden here still, like, you know, yeah. I mean, and that was obviously an ancillary piece because they traded for him last year. But, I mean, it's been Xanadu Shangri-La heaven for what Steve Kime did this offseason and what we've seen on the field, all in all, you know? I mean, it's yeah. it's really been magic. And, it's, and Colt McCoy, we talked, like, Colt McCoy won football games as a quarterback. So that's why he's towards the top. I mean, it's, yeah. And James Conner wanted to come back, as you mentioned, we'll talk about a little later. Yeah, for sure. Good cooking here in Phoenix, for sure. 
No doubt about it. The uh, the comments from the Arizona Cardinals right now, RB1 with Chase Edmonds nursing uh, an ankle injury. But, uh, you know, Steve Keim, absolutely in the conversation for the executive of the year. I don't think anybody's going to deny that. Uh, we've talked a little bit about Cliff Kingsbury being the coach of the year. I saw uh, a post on social media recently, and it was, it was like a no doubt. It's like, should they just give Matt LaFleur the coach of the year right now. And I was kind of, I was like shocked because I don't even, I wasn't even considering LaFleur and he, sure he has done a pretty superb job there in green Bay, you know, is they, they're what a half game behind the Arizona Cardinals for the top overall spot. But man, I, you know, I'm, I'm not putting his, what he's done in green Bay, despite all the injuries in this, in the same conversation of what cliff Kingsbury has been able to do with the Arizona Cardinals. Uh, agreed. And I, I mean, the, the only reason I have an issue, I'm sure Peter Bukowski, you know, of Locked On Packers is he's written multiple articles about that. <laughs> We've seen this story before. We've seen this every year. And yeah, it's a better story than a nightmare of not going 13 and three every year. You know, they'll probably win 12 games this year at, at minimum. But the only name that I think that would pale in comparison that would rival Steve Kime and Cliff Kingsbury is one guy who does both jobs and it's Bill <laughs> Belichick. Like, this is the best coaching job he's probably ever done. Like, seriously, look at what he has. He has ragtag guys who didn't want the places that they were there before didn't want them. Nelson Aguilar, uh, Jacoby Myers has really been a nice integral piece. Um, and then Johnny Smith and Hunter Henry got overpaid a little bit, but Bill Belichick knew exactly what he was doing, drafting Ramondre Stevenson in the mid-rounds. Damian Harris is coming into his own. He let all of his expensive offensive linemen walk. And they're still just absolutely murdering the game. He's the GM also. People forget about that. He's director of player personnel, you know, as, as we're talking about NBA um, lingo. Like, he probably, Bo, should win both. Yeah, like, and, and that's what, what the expectations that's, were and what they're doing. And that's what, you know, Cliff Kingsbury is competing against. It's going to be, you know, more marquee names and the, the notoriety that they're, that surrounds them compared to what the Arizona Cardinals battle against, you know, as far as relevancy in the NFL each and every week. And we saw it throughout this offseason. I thought about this. We should probably take the all those rankings that you and I dissected and and were slamming the table about and just yelling disrespect for this Arizona Cardinals team in the offseason and pit it against how they've performed this season. And I think we'll be pretty uh, excited to see how right we were with all of our conversations talking about, you know, the pro football ranking, pro football focus rankings, the ESPN.com rankings, the NFL.com rankings, you know, all of them such so much disrespect for this team. And they've had so much success through 11 weeks, 12 weeks now with after their bye week. Uh, it, it really is interesting, but that's, you know, Cliff Kingsbury is going to have, he, he, he can't actually, you know, call any plays against this one. He doesn't have anything that he can do. It's out of his control, but the Green Bay Packers and the New England Patriots, especially when you're looking at a Nationals perspective, the media, they are going to forget all the great things that he's done because, oh, it's the it's the green and gold or green and yellow, and it's and it's the Patriot uh, head coach that's been doing it for two decades. I mean, that's what he's up against, and it's unfortunate. Yeah, I mean, I feel like this is a year where – Steve Nash is going to win MVP instead of Shaq. And I think that Cliff Kingsbury is going to win it. If if this thing continues to be true, if New England wins 12 games and they get the one seed, it's going to be very difficult to, to take the national narrative and see the chart, the, the um, Cardinals at the one seed and the 
and the Patriots at the one seed, which do you trust more? The national media is going to say Bill Belichick, regardless of if that's true or not. So, I, you know, dude, I just hope that Cliff gets his due. And I think that I think he'll win unless it leaves no doubt with New England. Like if they win out or something like that in embarrassing fashion for other organizations, they win 13 games. It's like, yeah. well, it just may be bad luck for Cliff. But all in all, I mean, he's got the inside track right now, I think. Yeah. If they can no, win 12 I, or 13 games against the one seed. I do. You you can't you, you can't deny going two and one with your backup quarterback. I mean, I I know what it's impressive. I mean, people have won with rookie quarterbacks before. They they have, and, and what he's doing with Mac Jones is, is extraordinary. But it's not what Cliff Kingsbury's done. And then people you know preach all the all the injuries that uh, that Green Bay's had, but they had only one game without their quarterback. They only had one game without Devontae Adams. And that's really all Green Bay needs. Those are really the only ingredients they really need to be successful. And they've shown that over the better part of a decade. It's Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, thank you for making Locked on Cardinals your first listen each and every day. We appreciate you. We're uh, debuting, premiering our YouTube episodes each and every morning at 10 a.m. Thanks for checking those out as well. And uh, coming up next, we're going to get into the James Conner discussion should the Arizona Cardinals back up the Brinks truck? Should they lock him into a long guaranteed dollar deal for a guy who's uh, up there as far as the league leaders in touchdowns? Really uh, one of the shocking uh, just performances so far of the season. But first, I got to tell you about Bet Online. It's the, you know, covered mostly all the props that you need, all the odds, all the lines ever you've asked for. It's right there. And as football season continues its march to the postseason, Bet Online remains your number one spot for all the sports action this season. Head to their new updated desktop mobile website. Sign up today. Get your uh, get your fifty percent welcome bonus. Yeah, you'll get fifty percent on top of what you put your first deposit down. You put on hundred bucks, you get fifty bucks just to build your stack for free. Locked on is the promo code you're going to want to use. That's one word. Locked on from basketball, football, NHL, boxing, UFC your favorite Vegas casino games. Take advantage of all the amazing offers available for the 2021 season. Bet online, the fastest, easiest way to bet on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Well, Brock, Alex Clancy hanging out with you on a Wednesday. We're going to talk to our guy, Lauren Cox, in our Thursday crossover. After a week off, we're going to be back at it. Lauren uh, dialed in Bears Insider, and he's and let us know, you know, if it's going to be the red rifle, should we expect Justin Fields, even if he's healthy enough, if he, there might be some packages again, are they going to run that type of, uh, uh, I guess, QB situation as they kind of open up the season doing that. But uh, regardless, the Arizona Cardinals in a really prime position to go 10 and two at nine and two right now. Uh, James Conner spoke with the media recently, Alex, and he said a lot of uh, nice things about the Cardinals organization. He kind of gave us some insight into how, his the courtship between the Cardinals and him and how it was just the perfect mix and how he loves it be the weather and he they talked about his goal line role and how it's kind of come to fruition and how he wants to help this team quote win a Super Bowl. I love the weather. I love everything this team is is doing with my teammates and coaching. If I don't see why I, w- I wouldn't want to be here. We have all the resources, everything we need to be successful. So I'm going to take it one week at a time. First, we got a big game coming up against Chicago. But after the season, I got a lot of love for the Cardinals. So we'll see what happens, close quote. It's cool to say through week 12, for sure. I mean, because he means it right now, absolutely. I don't believe James Conner has gotten paid yet. Like, 
Chase Edmonds is an unre- unrestricted free agent after this year. Okay. Um, and, Jay, uh, uh, and uh, Chase Edmonds hasn't got paid. He's made less than $3 million in for this current contract. Okay. If James, Con- like, yeah, he signed a one year 175 with the Cardinals, right? He hasn't made it, like, he, he's made no money. So it's like, right. if somebody offers him, I don't know, you know, Detroit, and it probably won't be Detroit, but, you know, some team that's got a lot of money to spend and want to give him Kenyon Drake money, two-year 14.5 with 11 mil guaranteed, are you going to match that? Is that something that you're going to match? I think it's, you need to have one. Would you rather have Chase Edmonds or James Conner right now? I don't think it's close. I don't think think it's it's James Conner a hundred percent. And it's not what chase Edmonds hasn't done. It's what James Conner has taken with this opportunity. He was doing it with chase Edmonds healthy. Now chase Edmonds has never had the lead back role ever. And we saw it this year. He got hurt midway through the season, you know, and that was the question durability. I don't think it's necessarily fair Bo, but I do think that if there's one of the two, it's James Conner, even though he's had his injury history. We've seen James Conner, especially in two of the three games with Colt McCoy, how dangerous he can be in the screen game. And it's like James Conner can do what Chase Edmonds does, but Chase Edmonds can't do what James Conner does. Like when you get when you get in close, uh, you know, he's money in the bank. At least he's been money in bank this season. Speaking of money in the bank, he's only made about three point seven million dollars in his career. Uh, Most of that was off his rookie contract with the Steelers. And then he made uh, it was. Actually, the bulk of the money he's made was off the $1.25 million contract he signed with the Cardinals plus his $500,000 signing bonus. So he really hasn't made that much cake. So, you, yeah, you would not, uh, for his, op- you know, creating an opportunity for him to go out there and, and, and cash in on a season like this, absolutely. You know, if there's a team with a ton of salary cap space that aren't going to have as many tough decisions as the Arizona Cardinals, uh, he, you know, where do you prioritize them? That's the that's the biggest question because they do have a lot of guys that could exit and a lot of guys on that offense. AJ Green, James Conner, Zach Ertz, um, you, you as you mentioned, Chase Edmonds. It's uh, it's a long list just on the offensive side of the football alone. I would love to see next season if they do re up with James Conner, you bring in a rookie running back and, and just and, and have yeah and play that role of Chase Edmonds. 100%. And I just looked up the Cardinals and this is so, this seems to be so genius as it's laid out ahead of the 2022 draft. They have a pick in all three of the first rounds and all of these players on the roster. They have one, two, three, five, seven, I believe. And they should get a compensatory pick uh, depending for Patrick Peterson or not, not exactly mm-hmm. sure. You know, obviously we're in the middle, um, we're, we're in the middle of the season, but you could 100% fill this roster out with young talent. 100%. Now, sure, they're going to be later in, in in the rounds, but who cares? Like, the difference between the 12th overall pick and the 28th overall pick really a lot of times doesn't matter a whole lot. It depends on, you know, your scouting and who you want to go after. AJ Green's going to be $8 million off the books, okay? Mm-hmm. And I, I feel like at this point, people are going to want to come play with Kyler Murray. If AJ Green wants to come back for half, you take him. I mean, it's AJ Green. I still think he has one more year left left under him. But Christian Kirk, like, would you rather pay Christian Kirk or Chase Edmonds, or have them both walk? Because they're both going to command a lot more money on the open market than what the Cardinals will probably be able to give them. 
I'd rather pay Christian Kirk. I mean, right. just because the the length of careers in the NFL traditionally it's longer at the at the wide receiver position. Uh, Chase Edmonds is going to have they're both four years under the belt, and uh, I, I would take the wide receiver and what the versatility that you can get from Christian Kirk, uh, how he's emerged and how he's been kind of a, a guy they can really rely upon. And they even drew up some gadget plays for him the last couple of games with no Kyler Murray, with no Chase Edmonds. And he's been a guy that's really helped them weather the storm while they've been facing some adversity with through injuries and stuff like that. So I, I like, I think Christian Kirk is, is the no doubter. I actually prioritized him as far as one of your top guys that you need to bring back this off season. But you make a good point as far as AJ Green and James Conner and Chase Edmonds. It's like, and then with with the draft picks, one through three, you've got those, and those can be impact makers. We've seen that play out in front of our very eyes this season, but you can't fill all the needs through the draft. And you can't fill all the needs through free agency. And you can't fill, you know, keep your guy all the guys that you want to keep. Can't keep you. I mean, very rarely do people pull the 2020, 2021 bucks where they just completely run everything back. Um, so it's like Okay, you're gonna let AJ Green walk, and then you're gonna go address the outs, the you know your second outside receiver opposite DeAndre Hopkins through the draft. Then that takes away maybe your ability to find an impact running back in the draft, or maybe add some young offensive line depth or defensive line depth. It's just like this team's rolling right now, but through an offseason's time, things can change if they don't you know play their cards right. For sure, and you got to look. Another guy that's interesting to look at is Jalen Thompson. He's got one year left on his contract, but do you want to get ahead of it and extend him yeah. a year early so you can get ahead of the of the contract curve? Now, the one thing that's going to be going in the Cardinals' favor next year is the salary cap's going to balloon compared to what it was this year. And then with yeah. the new TV deal, it'll probably go up even more the year after. So they're going to have some more juice to work with, but I'd much rather extend Jalen Thompson and sign Christian Kirk and have Chase Edmonds, unfortunately, be the odd man out. Like, if he like, he's not, he's too good to be a Chris Thompson. He's too good to just be a third down back. And that's kind of the problem the Cardinals are facing because you can't, you can't rely on him to be a 25 touch guy and not necessarily right. you have to, but you can't, you also can't bring back James Conner and Chase Edmonds because they're both going to want to get paid because they haven't yet. So that's going to be right. interesting to watch, but you're right. Third round, second or third round draft a running back. That's the fun stuff. That's the stuff yeah. that good teams get to do. <laughs> Once all you need is a running back, and hopefully you don't do it in the first round, like both the Patriots and Chiefs did, and they're kind of regretting it now with Sony Michelle and Clyde Rizalea, respectively. Yeah, yeah, no well, doubt about Sony it. Well, Sony not even there anymore. No, yeah. he's not. He's he's playing for the Rams. Is they uh, they've lost three straight. Have I mentioned that? And Matthew Stafford has thrown in three consecutive games a, a pick six. Mr. Not MVP great, candidate. Yeah. <laughs> Mr. MVP candidate. Bo Brock, Alex Clancy, join you on a Wednesday here on Locked on Cardinals. Follow us on Twitter at Locked on AZ Cards. If you're listening on Apple uh, Podcasts, please re- leave a review, rate us. That goes a long way for us as far as uh, showing up there on that uh, that uh, podcast platform. And, of course, follow Alex on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow me at Bob Rack. Coming up, uh, let's uh, maybe just look a little bit little bit forward to this game against the Chicago Bears. We're going to deep dive this one with Lauren Cox tomorrow, but also J.J. Watt and then the latest power rankings. It's coming up, but uh, I do need to tell you about Built Bar this season. Grab the protein bar that tastes like a candy bar or even better than a candy bar. It's Built Bar filled with so much holiday goodness, rich with decadent flavor, covered in chocolate, amazingly low 
calories, low in carbs, low in fat, but high in muscle packing protein. You get the best of the both worlds. Delicious and healthy. So many flavors. If you have a hard time choosing, you'll have to raspberry, mint brownie, cherry, double chocolate, cookies and cream, peanut butter brownie. Built Bar gives you that extra fuel that you need to bust down all the mall doors and battle all the holiday shoppers because it's the season of peace. Don't bring up that you're don't don't bring up your favorite built bar flavor at the family parties. It's a very polarizing topic, Alex. You don't want to do that. It's uh you know, people will get and throw down all out brawls. But uh here, here's the thing. Go to built.com, save yourself some cash. If you love the built bar, you're gonna save yourself some money. If you haven't tried it, you're gonna save some money as you kind of join us in the revolution of tasty and healthy in built bar. Go to built.com, use the promo code LOCK15, get 15% off your order. It's that simple. Built.com. Promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your order. All right, final segment here. J.J. Watt, GM Steve Kime was talking about Watt, and he just kind of confirmed some things, brought up some things that maybe we weren't privy to before about his bicep, how it wasn't a bicep tear, how he wasn't dealing with that, like that ended Chandler Jones' season mm-hmm. last year, and uh, on all, you know some insight on the surgery and how – Nobody works harder than J.J. Watt and how the door will never be closed on him officially in the 2021 season. Uh, how do you feel about this? Is this something that maybe they should just close that door and just make sure they got him on, under one, at least one more year under contract? Or is it, hey, this is your window, and if he's available, you get him right back in there? It's tough. I mean, because you could look at JJ Watt as the highest paid success coach in NFL history. Cause it doesn't matter what he's doing on the field. Really? Like it does, obviously it does, but what he's doing for the organization, what they so desperately needed leadership wise, he's earning his money, even though he's not playing. And I know it's not, it's nuanced, but I would sit him like, I don't, okay, maybe make him active for each of the playoff games. And if he's healthy, let him play. And if he's not, don't like just leaving that window open is fine. You don't have to determine it. And if he's 70%, he's going to want to go. So you're going to have to really trust your doctors and not let the employee make the decision because he's a maniac and he'll go out there with one arm. Like he did for the rest of the game against the Texans. And he played like, you don't want that because as, as, as Clay Thompson, the later you get into the season, the more significant an injury is for the next season. And if he gets injured deep into the playoffs, he could be out for all of 2022 or the majority of it. So I would sit him personally. I mean, that's just, you know, unless he's 70 or 80% and you want to give him whatever stuff people do before games that's legal (laughs) and let him play. I don't know what they do, but I I would sit him. I would say if, if, if the second week in the postseason is, is a realistic chance for him to return, I'd say you do it. I mean, it's just like, who has the ability to add the player, the caliber of J.J. Watt, even at 70% to their defensive line? Uh, I think that'd be huge for the Arizona Cardinals. But if it's before then, you know, they've shown with Marcus Golden, with Chandler Jones, with the guys like Jordan Phillips returning and Zach Allen kind of emerging, uh, I, I think that they have the depth and you have the ability to be patient with him. But if it's the postseason and it's a one-and-done situation, get him out there. I think it's worth the risk in that in that because when you talk about windows, you're really looking at an opportunity there to cash in. Real quick, the power rankings uh, dropped. Or the NFL power rankings week 13, the locked on and Tegna uh, hosts and 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 talent Cardinals at they were idle. They uh, stay atop the power rankings, number one, nine and two in the league. The Packers are nine and three, 
people were impressed by that. Um, they move up past the Bucks, even though the Bucks won, but I guess it wasn't a good enough win for the uh, for the for the Locked On Podcast Network host Chiefs. They're uh, at four. They're back in the top five. Patriots. They go from nine to five. The Ravens from they stay at six. The Rams drop from four to seven. That's probably not far enough for my taste. The Bills are at eight. <laughs> you don't say. Yeah, <laughs> the Bills are eight at eight. They have a huge game against the Patriots on Monday Night Football, and then the Bengals are at nine. Cowboys are at ten. Um, yeah, I mean, look, Arizona Cardinals didn't play, but uh, I think a lot of people are recognizing what's going on here in the desert and how special it is, which is nice. Which is nice. I mean, we talk about national recognition and how you know Cliff Kingsbury could uh, not, you know, he he might not benefit from bigger names and more recognizable coaches, kind of getting the the nod instead of him. But the Cardinals finally kind of uh, making some hay this way nationally. People saying, "Hey, that's pretty damn good job what they've done." It's a talented team to weather that storm. And nine and two, it's it's more than just Kyler Murray and DeAndre Hopkins. Yeah, dude. I mean, DeAndre Hopkins is even playing. Like, it's crazy that with Kyler out, DeAndre Hopkins is still, in my opinion, pound for pound the best receiver in the league. Um, when you get him back, like, yeah, it, again, balls are bouncing the way for the Cardinals. We talked about it all year. Let me just just pour salt because we love pouring salt. I've been given, I've been given, giving credit. I mean, the 49ers have looked very good the last handful of weeks since they played the Cardinals in just their own way. Debo Samuels, you know, really elevating to a top wide receiver in this league. Jimmy Garoppolo's played fine. You know, they're winning games with them. And let's just, just quickly let's let's take a let's take and a Debo's jaunt. gonna miss some time. Debo's yeah, gonna he miss is. some time with a groin injury. Yeah, him and Dalvin Cook got hurt on like success, like consecutive plays on on offense back to back. Like when you look at um, the playoff picture right now, like. The 49, the line, the Rams could miss the playoffs. Like the Rams could legitimately miss the playoffs. They're in the five seed right now. Okay. They play the Jaguars. So they have the Jaguars next week. Okay. Then they go Cardinals, Seahawks, Vikings, Ravens, Niners. Like that's not an easy schedule, especially with how they've been playing. The Vikings could put 50 points up on any team in any given day, just because Luke Braun likes to be tortured. <laughs> the locked on <laughs> Vikings host, but like they play the Ravens. They play the four, like, they could 100% lose three of those games and miss the playoffs, in theory. Like, which is wild to think that they were the bell of everybody's eye, the ball of everybody's eye, four five weeks ago. Yeah, I mean, speaking of playoffs, and, and our guy uh, Jared reached out to us and, and he was wondering, you know, what what's the clinching scenario? And I guess there is one scenario that said if the Cardinals win, uh, they're in. At you know, when they reach that double digit, when they hit ten wins. They're going to lock themselves up, which makes sense when, with that extra playoff spot. And you've got the Niners not only in as of right now, they're six. And then you've got uh, teams like the Washington football team that won on Monday Night Football at five and six are sitting there knocking on the door of the playoffs or, or right there in the thick of things. It's it's pretty wild. So the Arizona Cardinals could pretty much uh, clinch themselves uh, a chance, a, a ticket to the dance as early as this week. So um, I have to, he said, uh, I'd have to confirm that. I have to. I haven't double checked that, but it sounds about right when you look at the rest. You know, with the top, they're at the top, and who's at the bottom, and and some of the teams that you would have never believed were in the thick of the playoff chase are in it. It's wild, and that includes the Vikings. That includes WFT and the Niners. Just a couple of weeks later, after the Cardinals beat, blew their doors off with Colt McCoy, they're right back in the in the hunt. So 
We'll get more into that conversation. We'll talk to a team that's not in the playoff hunt uh, that the Cardinals face in week 13. Lauren Cox, host of Locked on Bears, is going to join us tomorrow for our crossover. It's going to be fun to get some insight on a team that we just watched on Thanksgiving. Uh, Get some more insight on that team as well. Uh, Have a great rest of your Wednesday. Make sure you're following along on Twitter at Clancy's Corner. Follow Alex. Follow me at Bob Rack, Bo Brock. And, of course, follow the show at Locked on AZ Cards. We'll talk to you tomorrow here on Locked on Cardinals.